Hello, friends, and welcome to Trust Me. Welcome back if you've been around for a while. If you're new, Alexis and I are a real-life couple. We talk about monogamy and the issues that we have gone through and we are currently either trying to work through or we think that we've kind of solved and moved past in an effort to create a community around people that want to get better together. This month's episode is called How Do You Do Everything Perfectly? Short answer is you really can't. And we talked about that in this episode this month because we have so much going on in our lives and there has been a lot of new stresses introduced into our life for better or for worse. This is a very candid conversation, a very candid episode. Alexis typically does a lot of research and takes the reins and she kind of leads the conversation. Well, she is so busy making all the money for her family and painting our house to sell our home, to move into our new home, and literally taking on everything that she relinquished control over to me and let me kind of guide our conversation. So I would like to look at this episode as more of an interview, a soon-to-be husband checking in with his beautiful fiance and asking her questions, asking her what she thinks we are doing well what areas we can improve on, and asking her how she thinks we can go about continuing to do well the things we're doing well at, and how do we go about implementing some sort of action into the areas where we think we're lacking. If you're a fan, or if you're new, and you like what we're doing, it would be awesome if you left a review on iTunes if you're listening to this, and if you're watching on YouTube, please, please, please take a second to hit the like button, subscribe if you have not, and comment down below. We would love to build this community to a point where we could do these podcasts more than once a month, but to do that, this has to make sense for us financially. We're willing to do the work. We're going to keep doing the work. We're going to keep releasing the podcast once a month until we can grow to a point where we can do more episodes. So in the interim, a little bit of support from you is free and it honestly goes a very long way to help us. Sit back and please enjoy a conversation with Alexis and I, and I'll see you again next month. Love you guys. I have no idea if I'm going to focus or not, but that's okay. Yep, you are. You don't know. Yeah, you look very pretty. You look really pretty. I know. Did you put the bow on there to try to... Soften, soften my mood. mood. Soften, that's what I was going to say is soften your mood. It's already soft enough. <laughs> that's, that's a subjective thing to say. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to Trust Me. You don't have to do an intro. We do the intro before we actually film that. I was saying hi. Oh, hi. To I everyone. Sorry. Yeah. That's my fault. Always. Alexis's mood does not ever need to be softened. I would like to say that on record. You are like a very intricate, complicated, Michelin-rated dish, mm. right? Every ingredient in there has to be perfect, and it's been perfected over the years. Yeah. Refined down to the most scrumptious, delicious treat that anyone has ever had. This is weird. And I don't... I feel like I'm... This is weird. This is weird. This is what happens when we decide to do everything at once. I... I'm really sorry. I apologize in advance for this episode because I am not actually going to be facilitating this episode. <laughs> John is going to be. And honestly, these episodes give me so much anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, when I'm not in charge, and well, I know that's a problem. That's a control thing. Yeah. Let's start by bringing the value to our loyal listeners. Thank you for watching and listening. Um, we have an episode. It's one of our most popular episodes uh, where we talked about saying sorry and how to apologize appropriately. So I think you should demonstrate for the class, if you will, the proper way to apologize. What, right now? Yeah. What am I saying sorry for? For me being in charge of this episode. I haven't done anything wrong. Oh, I'm saying sorry to the audience? Yeah. Uh, I acknowledge that having John in charge of an episode is probably frustrating for not only me, but maybe the listeners as well. Um, oh, I forget the parts of the proper apology you, model. You make like a promise? Well, no. And then I have to say, uh, and, and that was a, a boundary that I crossed because I said we would never have John facilitate an episode again. And here we are. Again, with John in charge, I am sorry and I apologize, audience, for the lack of research and tangents that you're about to be taken upon. Um, in the future, I promise to never allow John to run an episode again. Please forgive me. That was pretty good. I can't remember. You know, that's a shame. If you're listening, still, I gotta at look. This that, point, I gotta. We have to. We should commit that to memory. And you're a trust me fan. What should we call our trust me people? Our trust me don't. pack. Oh, if you're part of the wolf pack, don't do that. <laughs> if you're a part of the trust me crew, the monogamy is hard bunch. We all are. <laughs> a part of that crew. Um, <laughs> I would love to let Alexis know in the comments how she did on her apology. Go ahead and give her a rating on a scale from one to ten, but not nothing lower than a nine. I think you did a great job. Nothing lower than <laughs> Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. You're right about the, the lack of research. I tried to research, and then I got so distracted by everything. It's so hard. To, not... to, to stay focused? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not... I, it is hard for you. I know. That's not necessarily true. Uh, the reason... I'm in charge of this episode. The only reason Alexis would ever relinquish control of anything that she's going to put her name on and seal of approval on is if there is absolutely no other, no other option or if I beg to do so for a long time and then she decides to let me. But that is not what's going on right now. That is much exaggerated. What's going on right now... Is your mic on? Yeah, it's on. What's going on right now is we're moving in addition to, I mean... Every calamity in our life. Would you like to just like kind of give I a just quick? Just in the microphone. That's so gross. I'm oh, so sorry. That's gonna go on TikTok <laughs> and Real Instagram Reels. Would you like to uh, uh, while, while I fix me? this microphone explain like what's going on in our life, kind of in your own words? Oh, um, I mean, it's like the opposite of last year at this time when we had nothing going on, but it was really scary. Right now, it feels like everything is happening at once. We are. We had a ceiling collapse in the middle of the night uh, in our house. Can you distract me so much I'm when sorry. you do that? Sorry. It's okay. Like, is that, am I talking to the camera or am I talking to you who's paying attention to the camera? Yeah, I'm, I'm operating cameras too, and there, there was a sound. I heard <laughs> do it was... we want to pause and check the camera situation? No, they're good. We're good. Yeah. So you wanted me to say what's going on, right? Yeah. So the opposite like, of last lots year. Lots of things are happening in our life, right? We had the ceiling collapse. Mm -hmm. We, um, God, I can't even. The ceiling collapse. We, um, yeah, we're, 
we decided to build a house, so we're moving, and we're putting our house on the market in two weeks. Yeah. So we've just almost finished fixing the room where we had no ceiling. Um, that room's almost done. We're then getting our house ready to put on the market. We're building a home. We're renovating my entire office at work and getting a new medical charting system um, next week as well. And for me, we also have some personal things going on that we're not going to get into, um, like within our family, but we're not going to go into detail there. Yeah, it's not exciting. And that's like emotional stress. Mm-hmm. And that is probably really the hardest thing, but we can't, I'm just, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we have like this, lots of layers and things happening and I feel very overwhelmed. Yeah. Like when I start to feel this way, I have ticks or like things that start to present like in my body and it's my shoulders start to hurt like really badly because I carry my stress there. But like so much pain in this trap this time that I feel nauseous like throughout the day and I also don't ever have my nails done when I'm highly stressed and they're not done. I also start to get a bald spot in on the right side of my head, which is also happening. Women can go bald too. So these are all like signs of like Alexis is highly stressed. And, yes. and you know, these probably present in other people too. But it's it's just bad right now. But I'm trying to be positive. Mm-hmm. And I would love to research and understand more if there really is such a thing as like positive stress, like, because a lot of this stuff is cool. Like, it's going to be great. We move to an area where both the kids are in the same school district and we're going to have a new house where things don't break and hopefully they'll probably break, but not for like 10 years, you know, and then we get to sell our house in a seller's market. Like, that's really cool, too. The new system at work is going to be way smoother for us. And like, I'll be able to chart as I'm like walking people out. That's awesome. But it's so much at once. Yeah. Yeah. There's always resistance to change, even if it's good. Yeah. It's not even. You're not resisting it. I'm not not resisting. I'm flowing with it. Like I haven't put up a single about any of this, not at work, not here, you know, but it's like, I feel so overwhelmed that I feel almost like like I'm getting like tunnel vision or something at times. And I think that's anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I forget. It's so weird when you get this stressed, all the things you've learned about self care, when you really need them more than ever tend to like go away somehow. Yeah. And so I've like found myself not going for like days without meditating. I've skipped my workouts, like, because we're so busy and juggling so much, I'm probably drinking more wine, I'm eating whatever is available. And it's like, those. this is a time when you need those tactics more than ever. It's just so funny that, yeah. you know? I, I agree with you. About? That you need the self, you need self-care and it's important to prioritize self-care. Mm-hmm. I do think that the work that you put in all the time, the reason you have amazing abs, the reason that I've watched you personally grow and develop as much as you have. Seriously. Thank you. Thank you. Is because of the work you're putting in. And it's like having a savings account. No one likes to spend 
their money on stupid shit when something breaks. But things are going to happen. Things are going to go wrong. And that's why when things are going well, instead of blowing all your money, you invest yeah. it or you put it into a savings account. So you account. think Same that because I've done good self-care when things have been smoother, that I can just pull from that now and glide on it? How I, long do you I think, think so. that works for? Just depends on how much I have. I don't want to experiment and see. Yeah, it depends on how much you have. How in many savings, nights can I drink I wine, not yeah. work out, and eat yeah. whatever? Yeah, the kids want. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys want McDonald's? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you know, I don't think there's a one size fits all answer for any kind of self care or self help. I do think that it is tr- true what I was saying about investing into your your wellness. And I don't think you should be so hard on yourself about missing workouts and stress uh, because of stress-inducing situations. As you're saying, physiologically, you are having symptoms from the stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So working out, trying to run a flat, fast 5K or trying to do a new yoga pose when you have a tighter body isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. So there's a level of awareness that comes into your physical routine. Yeah, which I've is actually been routine. trying to like walk. Yeah. Instead, and like doing Pilates instead yeah. of like a super hard, hot, like yeah. ISO or hot buns class or something. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's gentler. And I, that's a good, I like, thank you for saying that. Cause I was actually kind of thinking that intuitively in my mind. Like, I shouldn't go hard right now. Yeah. Because I feel so tense and so off. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Thank you. I am kind of paraphrasing from something. Um, I heard Nick Bear, the guy who does um, Iron Man's and runs the supplement company, the, this shirtless man that I watch all the time. He and his you watch several. Which one? Nick Bear. He has several shirtless men. I'm not gonna give <laughs> that statement any more context. You at because home can just take that information <laughs> and do with it what you will. If the angry man from the dad's Facebook is gr- watching, you're right. I'm in. So Insecure because of my closeted homosexuality. He didn't say you were he didn't closeted homosexuality. No, that guy was a. You're I, open, I very rarely you're call open someone about your sexuality. Right. I, well, I'm not open. I'm not like <laughs> I don't go both ways unless I've been in a place in my life where I needed you know to have a place to stay. Like right, oh. right, ladies. Like guys know that trick too. No, Nick Bear oh, has wow. a, anything for a price. A nutrition. In a supplement line, and he uh, documents his training. I think I've shown you some of the stuff. But he was talking about he hurt himself, and he couldn't put in some hours for this Iron Man he's doing. But it doesn't mean all the work he did is going to go away. He just, for like a week and a half, had to like be more mindful about rehabilitating his ankle. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah I was learning over Christmas break something about... I mean, depending on how long you have been becoming fit, but you can go a few months, honestly, without really losing, like, muscle and Yeah. Well, rest is actually an integral part of training. So that's when I'm resting right now. Yeah, or you can look at it, you know, so it's not intentional rest and you're talking about stress, so we shouldn't, like, dismiss the fact that sometimes things suck and we've had some things that have sucked lately happen. We've also had a lot of amazing things all happen at once. Yeah, we're healthy. Yeah. We have jobs. Like, yeah. I mean, I have a job. Yeah. You have a business that's yeah. doing well. Yeah. It's, starting to really do yeah. well. Thank you. It's it's a small window of doing well. Like if what I did in the last 10 days was always how things were, we would have to 
hire a maid or something a, or a housekeeper. Dear Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if maid is like, is I don't know. Way? I don't like that word. Yeah. I can. I don't know why. why. Yeah. yeah. I don't have any kind of cultural experience with saying maid and someone saying you shouldn't say that. And I've not been on any Twitter threads where if, you, if you're listening to this and you're angry online often, you probably know the answer to this question better than I do. I'm willing to acquiesce and omit made from my vocabulary. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that it's offensive. Yeah. But I, something about it feels wrong, wrong or off to me. Yeah. I don't want to be like, you know, overly, you know, concerned about certain words and semantics and, you know, being too... PC or whatever, but made just feels like hmm, there's like a gender affiliated with it. Yeah. And that's so presumptuous. Yeah. I don't know, but maybe not. You no, can be a made just like, you know, it's just in my mind I've associated women with being housekeepers. So maybe it's just me. I don't know. It's yeah. kind of interesting. It is interesting, which kind of honestly leads me into my first point. There was a little bit of structure for this conversation. Ooh. Yeah. I structured the way I wanted to ask things. Wow. I see you have we'll notes the there. Points. Yeah. I've got almost two pages of notes. Can you read them? I will. Um, really quickly. No, I mean your handwriting. Oh, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hoping that like I kind of remember when I made this particular scribble pattern. <laughs> <laughs> We were going on a tangent, which is part of the theme of this episode, but I wanted to just kind of like in cap what we were just talking about with the point that you aren't necessarily taking a mental break. You're not taking an intentional rest period. I would say the analogy oh, is more nice. like we rolled our ankle. Our brains are like, uh, we need to like be easy and gentle with ourselves. And when we're like, why does it hurt? Same as if you hurt your ankle. Mm. And you go to run out the door, you're like, "Ow, oh, that's pain. And there's this like cognitive, cognitive dissonance with brain in injury versus actual physical injury. Your brain can get hurt the same way your ankle can get hurt. But we don't oftentimes, I think most people don't say, okay, I must have some kind of emotional damage or some like the equivalent of a rolled ankle, but in my brain and in my psyche. And I need to tend to that and be easy and gentle with myself. So mm -hmm. I think we should keep that in mind as we're going forward. If we feel like wildcatting or drinking too much Jameson, that's me. We need to say, why is that? Oh, it's because I rolled my ankle, but in my brain. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I think you have to be careful. Like with, then, then it can be a slippery slope, like, ooh, like, but yeah. I rolled my ankle, and yeah. so I'm going to while out. And you like, should, yeah, you shouldn't use it to per perpetuate bad habits. You should use it to prevent bad habits from growing exponentially. Yeah, and, like, taking hold. Yeah, yeah, because it's very, because I hear your point. It's very easy to be in a place where you're like, okay, well, I deserve this thing, and you don't right. deserve anything. Or, like, yeah, you feel so stressed. For me, sometimes, or it's like, fuck it, I'm going to have a glass of wine during the week, or, what, you know, yeah. whatever, eat whatever, yeah. worse, whatever. And it actually ends up making you feel worse. Yeah. When it's really a great time to be, like, eating really well and, yeah, like, exactly. exercising and stuff and not drinking. Yeah. So I have to be careful because otherwise I'll just fall into But I always 
pull myself out. You're much better like about a that. Big deal, yeah. yeah. You're way better at that than I am. I uh, fall victim to, and I wish I could remember this syndrome, but it's like the perpetuation of failure. Where for me, I'd be like, well, I ate a bunch of pizza. I ate like four thousand calories yesterday. I'm so mm-hmm. fucked. I might as well continue fucking myself mm-hmm. for the next three months until I do something extreme, like hire a group of holistic life coaches or run a marathon or do yeah. whatever. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like way back and forth and you're kind of like straight and narrow and Aww, brilliant, nice. basically. I don't know about that. And adorable. Thanks. So we were talking about hiring a housekeeper. We're not going to, we're not literally talking about hiring a housekeeper this moment, but we've talked about that being a possibility and to me, that seems very ridiculous. I grew up very blue collar, very Same. low class, right? Not, not low class. You like just lower, say blue collar. Lower, lower economic class. Not that like I lacked class because I didn't have money. That's a fucked up thing. And it I is. understand why you thought that that's, that's what I was implying because a lot of people imply that. Um, and I don't necessarily agree with when I heard Tucker Max, the guy that wrote, I hope they serve beer in hell, who was becoming like a woke dude. And he was talking with Michaela Peterson and he was talking about his wife and her businesses and their kids and his stuff. And he was saying to his wife, poor people think that they have to do everything. And it hurt, hurt me at the it's core. It's such a pretentious statement. I agree with Fuck that. Fuck that guy. But I also, from having a business, from doing this, from being very busy... And understanding that if I kept being this busy with my business, if you kept working and we kept having all this stuff happen in our life, and I know that time is the most valuable thing to me and to you, and that's where we're prioritizing our time more, it would only make sense to like hand off some of our responsibilities to somebody and exchange money to them. Yeah. If yeah. you get, if you are like literally consistently busy and you are helping with like, paying bills and like all that stuff and like we're both like financially contributing and then we're like who knows maybe we'll be able to like invest in like a business and like yes yes hiring people that can like you know help and would be awesome and would make sense right but it has you have to be at a point where it actually makes sense 100 percent. so i see you a lot of times think that you have to do everything and i don't feel that way no no, I mean, I rely on you to, like, clean the house, but but oftentimes I still clean it because it's not, like, as clean as I would like it to be, if that's what you mean. Uh, I'm thinking more like we're talking about fixing a few things here and there in the house, and I've heard you sometimes say, I wish we knew how to do this, or we should know how to do this. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're not even consciously aware of it, but um, I fall into the stereotype of, like a typical male stereotype, like I want to fix all of your problems. And instead of just listening to you vent, sometimes I want to like offer solutions. Mm-hmm. But when I hear you being stressed and talking about all these things you need to do, one of the solutions I come up with is like outsourcing these things. And I kind of see in you a thing that I think is common amongst women in particular. They think that they have to do everything. They have to be an amazing parent, an amazing employee. Because we have had to do everything. Yeah, yeah. Women have had to carry a lot of weight that's kind of behind the scenes for like a long time. It's probably just like in my DNA. Yeah. I see details maybe that you don't or I maybe foresee what will happen, 
before you do type yeah. thing. Yeah. I'm constantly thinking and probably worrying, maybe too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it put, keeps me like three steps ahead. I like to be. That's where I like to be. Yeah. yeah. But I see what you're saying. I mean, we can, yeah. I just When it makes sense financially, like I would love to have some, someone coming in and, and cleaning our house. That yeah. would be amazing. Yeah, it would be. But it's not necessary right now. Right, yeah. Yeah, but you should be open to it. And I'm not really necessarily sweet bunny, Alexis. I'm not critiquing or tearing you apart. I'm just taking things I've heard other places in the world, things I've seen happen in our life, generalizations about society, and I'm applying it to our life in the, the context of this very contemporary, contemporary situation to provide some kind of insight to anybody that may be listening to this. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen you... And I've seen other people, and I know I've become stressed before too because I think I have to do everything. Like, like when I was at home, I'm still at home, but there was a period, um, mostly where I'm not like not making any money, and it's like, well, I'm trying to do that, but I'm also trying to juggle everything else. I honestly didn't realize how much work it took to be a stay-at-home parent, to be a sad, a stay-at-home dad, until the last few weeks. I'm like, oh god, <laughs> there's yeah, a lot. and our kids are like self-sufficient too. Yeah. Like yeah, almost almost entirely. Uh, they're not yeah. entirely. That's why. Yeah, you have to drive so them. Right? It's the it's the driving around and the feeding them because mm-hmm. they would literally just eat Oreos. Well, that's why we're building a house because we're gonna have a microwave for once in our lives. Yeah, and the kids <laughs> couldn't be more excited about it, so they so, can make their own mac and cheese. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Three hundred and some thousand dollars for a house. What else were they saying? The only thing they care about is a microwave. We need to talk about how much. Yeah, it's just funny. (laughs) It could be a million dollar house, and if it were, and they had a microwave in it, we could show them a picture of a mansion and say we're moving here. And because I've been so staunch about not having a microwave, I think one of the first things they would say is, "Does it have a microwave?" No, I'm out. (laughs) Yeah, I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. So, I think this has been very stressful, and in kind of this is kind of in line with thinking you have to do everything. I think one thing that we've been doing more, and I think other people could benefit from, is when you're in a domestic partnership and you have a lot of shit to do. It doesn't matter who does it, but you need to know who's doing it. So, like a, a role assigning, assigning roles. How do you think mm. we are doing and assigning roles? Do you think we have like a clear cut? Um, yes, I think that I'm, I thought you were doing the outside of the home this weekend, for example, but that wasn't on the calendar, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I think one way we could do better is to have a calendar that we both have access to. Yeah. Like the family calendar. Yeah. Or something that's like in a location that's not like your desk or whatever or your yeah. planner. Because I thought for sure this weekend you were power washing and doing that stuff yeah. on the outside and I was painting the office and packing up my clothes, which I didn't get to my clothes. Yeah. Um, but I, I think we're doing okay. I think that as long as I trust that you'll get it done, because sometimes you wait a little bit more to the last minute than I do. Like you have a, like, would you admit that you are a procrastinator? 
I have uh, a natural inclination to procrastinate, but I'm also like, like, I'll jump in and do something and then like work insanely hard. And I go through periods where it's the ext extremity kind of thing. And the way I've been able to combat that is by having a calendar. Like you just like said, we yeah. have a calendar where everything's written down. Mm -hmm. um, I would have driven myself crazy trying to figure out how to get pressure washing done this weekend. Mm -hmm. But I knew I wasn't going to, and I didn't put it down on this weekend because once I signed a contract with two clients, I was like, oh God, <laughs> this is going to be a lot. And I know I can't do it this weekend. Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to get all my work done for Monday. And I'm pretty sure it's done unless there's another round of revisions that come in. <laughs> And then pressure washing will just happen one morning when I take the kids to school. I'm going to go to Lowe's and rip that fucking thing off. Yeah, so I think it's good. I think it's good that we delegate tasks and we have, like, the schedule. But then also in my mind, when we don't – when that doesn't happen and then we have to, like, adjust to the schedule, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. So it's almost, like, better if we, like, just said, I don't know. Yeah, or we can talk about it. Yeah, I think we're too. working on. I think yeah. we're really working on communication, mm -hmm. you and I, mm -hmm. and this is part of communication. Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna do this. You're gonna do that, and we are on the same page. Yeah. Right. So, right. like, this is honestly probably a really good way to practice getting better at communication. So, like, we are delegating to one another and, like, whatever, and then we're trusting and we're clearly stating expectations yeah. and, like, the other person's stating what they can and can't do or whatever. Yeah. And um, so us moving, I might get micro and macro confused, but you'll understand the context if you're listening. In, in the micro, like, us moving, there's these tasks of you're doing the pressure washing, you're cleaning the walls, you're doing the shelves. But in the macro, we know that if one of us cooks, the other one cleans the dishes or the kitchen or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah that's I a know, pretty, like, that's a steady, like, task that we've gotten down. Yeah. yeah. Um, watering plants, cleaning, laundry. Mm -hmm. A majority of that is on me. Yeah. And we don't necessarily tip technically have that assigned but it's kind of developed naturally over time mm -hmm. and i think we could do ourselves a lot of good and other people could by like having that talk how often do you think you and i should have the macro discussion of who is the one that's cooking during the week who is the one that's doing the laundry like how often do you think it's necessary to touch base on that um oh maybe like monthly yeah but i feel like we do this where we say we're gonna talk about it and we're gonna have this meeting hidden here and we're gonna do this yeah. there and write it down there but then it's like sometimes we have, still been, doesn't even we have been and you know, I know what the difference is seriously what i think the difference is having that big calendar and for me personally the digital calendar does not work i don't know why i ignore things on my phone it's very easy if i write on your calendar mm -hmm. Budget discussion. Mm -hmm. Will you actually stick to having yeah. the conversation? Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, because I feel like that's the one thing that we've said we're gonna do. Finances are it, hard to talk about. Right? Yeah, you don't like talking about it. <laughs> and I had I had a client actually that like really put this into perspective. It helped me at least that she was noticing in her daughter's boyfriend who didn't grow up necessarily like 
with a lot, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like you and I, mm-hmm. um, that money made him uncomfortable and talking yeah. about money made him feel bad because he always associated negativity with mm-hmm. money, being in debt, owing money, not having enough money, you know, feeling afraid that you don't yeah. have enough money. Shifting the the conversation to thinking about like kind of planning and preparing and being pre- preventative, you know, in terms of money and thinking this can be a positive conversation. Yeah. Like no one's in trouble. We're yeah. just trying to like be better prepared and yeah. be smart people. I agree with you. And so it's something about like how, you know, I think we've associated and correlated maybe negativity with money or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we both have that. Um, I'm feeling a little bit more optimistic, like in yeah. my later in my life, like in my middle age or whatever, and like achieving Me things too. and like, yeah. So like you can start to maybe shift your focus on that and we can try. Yeah. You know, I, I feel, I feel like we're there together. I think we're like, we're like kindred spirits. It's so amazing. Yeah. Fun fact, if you know about Alexis and I, like Alexis, um, Josephine, John Joseph, right? Mm-hmm. December 29th is my birthday. January 29th is hers. Yeah. We lived down the street from each other when we were like three years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and five, then, maybe, five, yeah, three, five, in yeah. In Yorktown, Indiana. Yeah. And then we lived down the street from each other when I was at my dad's and you were with... I was like 28. Yeah. Yeah, 29, yeah. yeah. And we grew up in very similar manners, three children, the eldest of each, divorced yeah. family. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very blue collar. We've already touched base on that. Mm-hmm. Um, money in my house was like hard to talk about. There was definitely a lot of negativity wrapped around it. Really? Mm-hmm. I think when we go into those talks, um, it's tense. Probably, I think from both of us. Um, I also know that I personally struggle a lot with wanting to sit to talk to you because I'm like, what kind of man is going to sit and tell this woman that is fucking crushing it? How to spend her goddamn money? <laughs> oh, yeah. It doesn't have to be like yeah, that kind of I, conversation because I, I, I wouldn't. It, Alexis, Listen to you yeah, if you were for, telling me how to exactly. spend it. But we can have the conversation about, like, what you think. Yeah. And for the record, you've never done anything that would make me think that that's true. It's just a story that I tell. Yeah, that, you, that I would think what was true. The, the narrative I was just giving you, like, the personal narrative of yeah. me talking about who am I to tell you what to do with your stuff. Like, you've never... And you've never tried to tell me what to do with my stuff cor- either. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. There's been some social indications that people are like, well, you should just do your own thing and be independent, and that's not your fault. And um, it's weird. It's weird to navigate in a society where I want to see you do super well and be super independent as a a strong, amazing woman, Mm -hmm. but we're also monogamous. So so you're not an independent woman. So I just, there's been people cheering me on. I can be financially independent. Yeah. Like, you know, women, I know a lot of people in relationships who maintain their financial independence, but you, you also pool your resources, like to do things together, whether it's like invest in a home or go on trips or whatever, you know, I don't know. That's a conversation that maybe we can have like on a trust me episode later. Just finances. For sure. Let's wait until I make a little bit more money (laughs) to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> hey, it also, we're not going to go into all the details, but the last time we went to have a budgeting conversation, we started drinking before we did it. It was like one of the first times we'd done it in a long time, in addition to literally everything else going on in our, in our life. And then yeah. you also mm-hmm. said, hey, surprise, 
the other thing I've been wanting to talk about, we're going to talk about that first. And I was like, no. <laughs> so there's that. Hey, side note, this chair is so low to the fucking ground because it's Malachi's gaming chair and I set up everything very quickly. <laughs> so I'm like sitting super low to the ground. But finances are personally very difficult to talk about. So if you're like, yeah, guys, of course it's going to be hard. I want to say that I'm proud of you and I for at least attempting to have the conversation. And we are kind of like running our family like a little mini business more. We're becoming more of a, uh, a fine-tuned machine. And mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, amidst all this craziness, if you would have asked me a year ago and said, this is what's going on at this time of the year, what do you think Alexis is going to be like? Mm-hmm. Just you are... I had no expectations, but you are exceeding any expectation that I could have had of you. You were fucking stepping up and you're being so fucking strong. And you've always been strong. You've just been getting stronger. What's up? What's wrong? I just don't feel very strong right now. Oh. Yeah. Well, I, I can tell feel... you as an observer, you are fucking Like, so I feel strong. like every day I wake up and I, how I look at the day is like, I'm grateful. And, but I'm like ready to fight. Yeah. That is terrifying. But then some days I'm like, I don't want to do it today. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I just want to break, man. Yeah, I feel that. Um, I, I think no, about a break. It's okay. I don't want to, like, complain, but I definitely do need a break, and we are going to find a way to take a trip. We're gonna put it on the calendar too. We're gonna do a short term, like 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 the goal is gonna be in the short term, like in six months or three months or whatever. Even mm-hmm. if it's a couple of days. I want like a week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, we'll see. A week would be amazing. I want I want a month. But a week is probably possible. Yeah. Yeah. With kids and vacation and holidays and the timing that we're looking at. Mm-hmm. I think we should do three days and then a week, maybe. Mm-hmm. But this is a thing I learned from the four-hour work week, and that in the calendar has been kind of a thing that has been instrumental in me getting more work done and more projects done. The only reason we're doing Trust Me, even though I, Alexis and I, I had to force her. I, you said not to say force because force sounds bad. I had to very strongly suggest There was suggest no forcing anyhow. I don't like you using it. that word because it's not accurate. <laughs> I made her do this episode. It was strongly encouraged. Yeah. Basically, I did it. I love doing, trust me, I love it. I love the research and, like, just learning about just, like, yeah. relationships. And, like, it's really hard to, like, cohabit and, like, be in a relationship for a long time with someone. But it's also amazing, right? And this is, no, but, like, literally, love or whatever, relationships, it's been, like, a topic since humans have had yeah been you know humanized or whatever (laughs) yeah and even before then right so it's like it's very fascinating it's age old and like sex is very fascinating it is and amazing it is but we committed though i we committed to doing this like and i i i yes i feel very overwhelmed and i haven't had a day off um in a long time and um so, but yeah, here we are. So John it was strongly encouraged this episode. Yeah. And the takeaway, I'm thinking a lot about you all that are listening or watching. The takeaway from this, in my opinion, is that committing builds confidence and builds structure. And when you have structure, you have security, right? Yeah. And I do agree with you. And committing also 
encourages trust within yourself. Yeah. When you say you're going to do something, it's like be impeccable with your word, right? It's one of the four agreements that I revisited oh, today. Awesome. I like that. So yeah, be impeccable with your word. And mm-hmm. you literally, if you don't do what you say, you start to just kind of crumble inside. Mm-hmm. You know, like not in like a woe is like catastrophe sort of way, but it's like you won't trust yourself and then you're not going to trust other people. And yeah. yeah, people won't trust you. Yeah. Trust so. is obviously important. Hence the name of the podcast. Right. Yeah. It's like everything. And the way we committed to this podcast is we sat and we talked and we're like, holy fuck, we can't do every week. What does that look like? And then we were like every two weeks and we went back and forth. You kind of fought that. I fought that. Yeah, you wanted to do weekly very badly. Yeah. And I was like, I literally, I'm proud of myself for saying like, uh, no, I, I actually can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, we set it all once a month. Yeah. And we wrote down on the big calendar at the beginning of the year, the last Monday of every month is going to be when these episodes come out. Mm-hmm. And writing things down and having that kind of structure is very new to me. And you can do that in your life. Like we've been doing that with our talks we've been having. We've been mm-hmm. writing down on the calendar with our date night. We've been doing that, picking a Saturday weeks ahead. So it's like, honestly, at any point in time, we could be going through a day where we're like, we're, we're having some kind of like strife, some kind of like stress, some kind of like resistance to something going on. It doesn't even have to be like interpersonal. It can be like something that's external. Mm-hmm. And I can say to you, hey, at least we have date night two weeks from now. And it seems so simple, but it's one of those things that you don't completely understand the magic of the, the simple thing until you put it into practice. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Do you, do you think it's true? Do you think it's, do you think it's working us writing things down and like having the dates and. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And I, I also know that in life, anything that is good and true and real often is a result of like baby steps. And, like, consistency. So, like, if we're, like, continuing to, like, actually utilize, like, a planner, let's say. Yeah. It's just going to get better. Right. Uh, I think Bill Gates said this, but most people overestimate what they can do in a year, and then they also underestimate what they can get done in a decade. Yeah. 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 It's true. Yeah. I um, I love you so much. I love you. Um. I said recently, you were only given what you can handle, and Alexis did not like that at all. <laughs> and I think... Hang you, in there. Yeah. Well, it is cheesy and cheeky. <laughs> no, it was... I forget what mood I was in. It's probably yeah. the same one I'm in right now when you said that to me, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it, that's just a crazy thing to think about. You're only given what you can handle because, like, that's such a first world thing, I feel like, too. And, like, mm-hmm. a privileged kind of, like, you know. I think uh, so inspirational life is unfair. are a very first world thing, right? <laughs> Not yeah. necessarily. Yeah. Like, the implications are, Not, you know, universal. But the, the having the quote, like, on your lock screen on your phone, you're like, today's your day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Someone in India that lives in a hut next to a train isn't like on their lock screen every day. Maybe they are. I don't know. Let me know. If you're listening in India and you are in your hut right now and <laughs> you've got a, a, an inspirational quote on your cell phone, please let me know. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. But I understand your issue with that phrase, but I 
don't take it literally when I hear it. I think that it's like um, a testament to your cognitive openness. The more open you become cognitively, the more you will be given and the perception of workload will grow exponentially. But that's only because you're able to perceive more, right? Um, meaning like I have more structure in my life so like I can take on more work and I can not tell you off the top of my head the 14 things I have going on, but I can look at it and say, hey, I'm trying to do these 14 things. Mm-hmm. Whereas before I was kind of like ignorant to everything going on around me. Mm-hmm. And I think there's like that shifting period, like when we have all these things going on that, yes, it probably would be a lot typically, but like we're growing and we're like entering in a new season. What if I don't want <laughs> to handle anything else? No, we just quit everything. <laughs> well, I enjoy just start failing and... at what I'm doing. And so yeah. then I You'll basically, get used to it really quickly. I become cognitively Close. I assure you because... <laughs> and as, then I can't take yeah. on anything else because I'm failing. I sh- assure you as a perpetual fuck-up for nearly a decade that you get used to the suck really quickly. Like, you don't even realize after a while. You're like, oh, it's just how every day is. Awful. Hmm. The hardest part is the fall. <laughs> That's silly. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. It's yeah. just... This is very funny. Yeah. So, we, we were thinking of wrapping this episode up. Yeah, no, for sure. I was, like, looking at my notes. I'm like, ah, oh, I guess we went through everything. Did we? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I wanted to ask you what you thought we were doing well, but we kind of touched base on that. Yeah. So, we're going to call this episode, I think I told you already, how do you do everything? Uh-huh. And the, the answer... Is you can't. Yeah, you just don't. Right. Yeah. Did you think it helped when we had this long list of stuff to do for our house that we're in to sell it? Do you think it helped sitting down and breaking up the task and assigning days to do it? Yeah. And actually, Brittany, my best friend and our realtor, and she's an interior designer as well. She was over here earlier, and she said, well you still guys still have to do this and this and this. And I'm like, yeah, John's going to do that. And she's like, is it written down on a list for him somewhere? (laughs) I was like, yes, actually. She's like, okay. (laughs) She's like, well, it gets done faster if you like put it on another list. And I was like, well, it's on a list and it's going to get done. So with the list, you're forced to be honest with yourself. It's very easy to be very ambitious and uh, aspirational when you're just sitting there and think, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to go back to a running analogy. I'm going to run a marathon. Uh-huh. But then when you sit down and write out like your eight week or your 12 week, 16 week plan on that first week, you have to be honest. You're like, have I ever ran a day in my life? No, fuck. Maybe I shouldn't write down, write down a 10 mile run the same thing with all the shit we're doing in our house. There's a list of 15 things. I can start my day off thinking, I'm going to get all this done today. But I'm setting myself up for failure if I do that. When we set with that list, mm-hmm. we looked at the days of our life. And we're like, okay, how long are these things going to take? And when can we do them? And, I mean, that's, that's it. That's all there was to it, I think. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. We'll report back, audience, on whether or not. We get our things done on the list. I want to promise you publicly that I'm not going to put off (laughs) 
any of the things. If I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Awesome. I promise that. And I also wanted to apologize for um, being lazy about push-ups and sit-ups um, <laughs> lately. Um, but you're allowed if we're, we're feeling overwhelmed. I mean, you don't yeah. need to apologize for that. Why would you just, apologize for I that? I just want to get back to the lovemaking where you, you know, you'll grab my arm and then you look at me and you're like, yeah, you could probably protect me. Oh, my God. It's a bad place to be here. It's Look, I look more you like... You look great. I look a little more pork chop-like than I would like to <laughs> lately. And uh, you look so amazing. And I want to thank That's you publicly. Sweet. Why don't I just... I'll reassure you more. You don't need to reassure me more. Um, I just want to thank my you little pork publicly chop. for putting up with me in my schlub-like phases and seeing the potential in me. Schlub. <laughs> Maybe that's something to do with like the way you're raised or whatever, and that's why you tolerate me being a ding dong sometimes. But I thank you for it. Okay, you're welcome. You look so pretty with the bow. Seriously? Is it a bow? It's yes. a. It's like a scrunchy bow. It's kind of bam bammy. If you're here at the end, please comment on Alexis's bow and tell her how amazing it is because I think it's amazing. Oh my god. She needs some some good comments, some good love. You know, spread the love. I thanks. <laughs> this has been fun. Thank you for allowing me to lead the discussion. Thank you for leading our discussion and having notes. You know, no problem. I aim to please. You did a great job. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to do like an, an end outro thing, but, you know, the one, one thing you can do to help us that's completely free is if you listen to our stuff, subscribe to us, hit a like button if that's a thing where you're at. And, but... If you're not going to do any of that and you want to do one thing, share this with somebody that you think could benefit from hearing a couple talk about couple stuff. Yeah. Because that's honestly what we want to do. Is and share anything you might want to discuss or yeah. like you're curious about or something that you struggle with in your relationship or a challenge that you did struggle with that you've actually overcome. Yeah. Because I love hearing about that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. We love to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Love yeah. to build a community of... Trust me. We're really trying to work tribe. on our communication right yes. now. So any any tips that anyone has <laughs> regarding communication. I will give the exercises. fellas one, one free tip, and it used to be a bit of mine, so you already know it. So don't, don't say that you're doing this, but you have to learn how to say, I'm sorry, you're right, in like a hundred different ways. Yeah. Oh, a hundred? Yeah. 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 I'm okay. still pretty good at doing it. And like, kind of like, it's, it's honestly like I'm being kind of like snarky and like funny I'm and like, like sarcastic. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I pulled off in a lot of ways. Um, and it's, it's just, it's literally just me making fun of compromising. You have to be willing to compromise. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just look, I can't look at you when you're mad at me and say, you're right. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Because you'll be like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> well, thank you, friends. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Be well. We, we Be should well. go meditate. We should go meditate. Yeah. And have a great month, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Spring is here. Woo! Yeah. Woo! In love the Northern you guys. Hemisphere. Love you, Bunny. Okay. Love, love you, Chloe. Okay. Chloe's our dog. And the boys are never under the table. What are you guys doing?